sure, miss. My name is Hell, I'm from Queens. I heard about your man, he like the lace shoe with green. Don't shake him on a mosquito with Donna jeans, but I slipped up. He threw his rock to a fiend. He be playing like a willy, cause he dressed shit up. Never knowing that his woman is in need of love. He got Versace, gold links, stomach chains, with rocks. Official hairstyle, but you stuck up in the spot. Making love, do his week. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And Benny is uh, kind of queuing up our next guest. But in the meantime, I want to give you a little information. Um, what I love is uh, about my life uh, is that I love doing a radio show where I can talk about all of the really cool, uplifting things that go on. But one of the things that I, I want to just point out to you is I am no different than any of you listening to the show. And those of you that know me and those of you that have met me, you get it. Because for me, I'm just kind of like you all. I go through the same kinds of doubt and fear that you do. I think the difference sometimes, and people have asked me, uh, folks have said to me, what is the difference, though? I mean, how do you get pumped up every day? Well, first of all, you, the thing that I, I, I just want to make sure I mention is when I get behind the microphone and I'm connecting with every one of you out there, first and foremost is the mission that I put on my business card over three years ago. And that is to reach, and that at, a, at the time it was to reach a million people to help them live life full out. Someone pointed out to me that because we're five days a week in Australia, that we are me- reaching millions of people. And so um, the goal that I want to talk about is that for me, my job every day is something I love. I get to connect with you all. I get to talk with great people. I get to give you gifts. And, you know, part of what we've done this year is to bump up our gift-giving campaign. As a matter of fact, I think it's going to happen today. We're going to announce the winner of the uh, $2,000 infrared sauna. Um, but we give away books. Uh, we make sure that we create campaigns. We're actually going to be creating ca- a campaign that is going to take, I'm hoping it's going to be around three listeners and help create a transformation in their lives. So that will not only affect, you know, the internal part of that through life coaching or through other means, but, you know, we're also looking at um, the outer part. So we're putting that campaign together. We're working with zero smoke and zero weight, as well as uh, different people in your area. So if you don't live in Seattle, the question is going to be, can we work with you if you live in Boston? And the answer is going to be yes. So we're looking at that campaign. It's all about creating what seems to be impossible in your life and making it possible. Now, my guest coming up has written a book, The Power of the Possible, True Stories of Healing and Transcendence, and it's a book of hope and inspiration. And so that's what I love about this show. It's about creating that hope and inspiration. But I also want to create something else, and that's called perspiration. I would love to help you all take the action that you need in your life because inspiration and perspiration go together. The inspiration that you have... And the way that my guest has outlined it, it's about understanding the power that you have and the power of the possible. So today I am being joined by, uh, uh, I hope I'm getting uh, her name right, but she can correct me. I, we could say Ms. McCarthy. Audiella. <laughs> <laughs> Audiella uh, mm-hmm. uh, McCarthy is joining me here today. And look at how I rolled that R. 
You see, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, affecting her Spanish. That's you know because that's right because you know coming from a partially Latino family. There we go. So. Um, I was talking about the power of the possible and what I what I love about what you've done is you've really created an invitation for so many people and uh, I wanted to ask you this is the deal every time I get a book like this I know there's a story and there's your story so I want to ask you the question this question what what is it what are the challenges what are the things you've overcome so that you could step into this per- very moment and talk about the power of the possible. And thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Well, I've overcome lots of challenges, but um, what probably is appropriate to talk about right now in connection to the book and the power of the possible is um, in relationships. And all, our life is all about relationships, loving relationships, relationships with people, relationship with yourself. Um, you are so sure that you are right in any argument that comes up, in any fight, and that creates tremendous difficulties because the other person at the same time is also completely sure that he or she is right. And as a result, nothing gets resolved and nothing gets ever completed. And resentments settle and relationships step by step begin to deteriorate. And that's what I realized, that insisting that you're right and insisting on trying to get the other person to change and to see your point of view and act accordingly is an absolutely hopeless and pointless uh, thing to do. It doesn't work, it can't, and it never will. Mm. And I explain why in detail in the book and give lots of stories. Well, we're going to talk about some of those stories, but you know, I'm going to just share a little like rhyme that I learned from my auntie. Okay, mm, great. Yeah, she, this is one of the first things I learned, you know, growing up, and I never forgot. I, I had never forgot it, and it's like this little, this little, this little rhyme. And I don't know, mm-hmm. Benny may, may ask me to put it to rap, but I'm not going to. It's real simple. It goes like this. Um, it goes like this. Uh, so you think you're right, so fine and strong, but have you ever been right and oh so wrong? How beautiful. I mean, it's a little, and, and you know, we, she would say that, and we'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Right? It's so wise. And then when I got older, it was like, oh, man, I get it. Yeah. You know, being so right. Good. Yeah, and, and that's why I love your book, because the idea of being right, when I look back on my life, has caused me personally some of the most mm-hmm. painful Absolutely. Endings in relationships. Absolutely. Because we forget that the priority is not really to prove your point and win the argument one more time. The priority is about getting closer mm-hmm. and being more loving and being more kind to each other. That's the priority. But everything gets blurred in the, middle, in the midst of a fight. And being right becomes the priority, and it kills everything. It kills everything. And, you know, right now we're all pretty fixated mm-hmm. on the political arena mm-hmm. where we have everybody trying to vie to be right. And everyone is right in their eyes. Everybody's right. They're, everybody's right, you know, my way or, you know, the highway. And mm-hmm. so why do we do that? Why do most of us argue over some of the most ridiculous issues? I mean, I'm talking about myself, really. You know, why do we just get into these, you know, cat fights over things like the dishes not getting done? Yeah, it's the same thing. It is our control. It's our fear that if we lose control, uh, we will somehow 
just really be destroyed by our suddenly the person that is the most important person in our lives now is an enemy and an opponent. We just completely lose perspective. Very often it is because we take each other for granted. Mm-hmm. After a while, this kind of phenomenon of, of familiarity settles in. We don't act like that with strangers or with people that we mm, are not that close, but somebody who's very close, oh, he or she's going to take it, and I can just let myself go off. And it's very unhealthy and incredibly damaging. And people forget that we're not really here to... Not only forget, I don't think people even realize that we're not here to be understood, but we're here to become understanding. Mm. And if you're talking about political arena, if you take just any, any international conflict, each side is absolutely sure that they're right. Mm-hmm. Nobody's trying to understand the other side. Yeah, and you know, this is part of, you know, our journey, and and I've said this before, I mean, we are in relationship with each other, whether it's a love romance, and now that we're coming up on Valentine's Day, you know, we we have situations where there are people that are in relationships, we have situations where there are people that are happy in those relationships, there are people that are not happy, and then there are people that are not in relationships that wish they were, and you know, the question that I think comes to mind is something that you raise in the book, you know, what, what argument what what vying for position of something so mundane are we willing to let go of so that we can experience love? And you talked about this as well as your own spiritual journey of awakening. Mm-hmm. What do we have to know to let go of those things so that we can truly uh, embrace and understand the beauty of relationship? We have to remember that the person that you're trying now to literally crush under that immense, you know, attack of your trying to prove that you're right, we have to remember that this is the person that you love. This is actually, very often, the most important person in your life. We are forgetting that. We We need to never forget that. And it is very hard in the midst of a fight because in the midst of your emotions, it's very hard to really think clearly. So what I suggest and what I've taught myself to do, and it's not always easy, but if you make it really something of a discipline, you say, I need to take a pause. And you stop right there and you go to a different room. And it doesn't, the pause is not long. Five, ten minutes, three minutes, whatever. You just breathe and relax and come down. Guaranteed, you're going to see a different perspective. Mm. I wanted to ask you about one of the chapters in your book, and um, we'll talk about this a little bit. The chapter is called Breaking the Psychic Contract. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've read your book and I've gone through it, and there are a lot of really interesting things in here. I mean, the stories, are, the stories are just so vivid. And, and boy, are they all true stories? Yeah, yes, they are all true. But the chapter that got my attention, and, I, and, and it's the one that I wanted you to talk about as well as some of the other things, is mm-hmm. breaking the psychic contract. Uh, and I wanted you to, to talk a little bit about what that means, because this seems like such an important, uh, pivotal point for people. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be back with Ariella McCarthy, and we're talking about the power of the possible. This is her book, True Stories of Healing and Transcendence. What is that psychic contract? Do you have one? Do I have one? Are Benny and I engaged in one? Oh, I don't know, but we'll find out when we come back.
participate in a Divine Awakening transmission with Lori Grant, Kahuna Ho'okahi, where you'll have the opportunity to experience your true divine essence. Stop living the pain of separation and be in the bliss of oneness. Join Lori and attend her Infinite Oneness Enlightenment Seminar on February 29th through March 2nd. Visit onenessnonduality.com or call 808-394-2464. Tap into more of your brain potential. The exceptional Hemisync technology can help you achieve a focused, whole brain state. Refined with nearly 50 years of research and development, this patented audio guidance technology has been scientifically and clinically proven to be effective. Visit the Monroe Products website at Hemisync.com. That's H-E-M-I-S-Y-N-C.com. Or call 1-800-541-2488. Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You have the answers. All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there. Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Imagine for a moment what your obituary might sound like right now. Then imagine how you would really like it to read. Actually, you unknowingly write and live your obituary every day. It's time to be more intentional about how you live your life. It's time to find and create your ideal path in life right now. It's time to be the best you can be. Visit BeTheBestYouCanBe.net for more information about life coaching and the life-changing book, Our Journey is Our Work. That's BeTheBestYouCanBe.net. Have you ever wondered how humans lived for thousands of years with just the power of nature to keep them healthy? Can we live a healthy, long life without dependence on drugs? Dr. Rashmi Pace, naturopathic physician and Ayurvedic clinician, can help you have optimal health and ageless vitality using the science of naturopathic medicine plus the wisdom of the ancient healing arts. Call Dr. Pace at 425-778-8050 or visit lotusnaturalhealthclinic.com Change your life. Have you been inspired by the secret and what the bleep do we know, but now you need practical tools? Theta Healing gives you everything you need. Theta Healing workshops teach you simple yet powerful techniques to create an instant shift in your life and results that last. Join Deanna Laterzo for Theta Healing Basic in North Seattle, February 15th through the 17th. For more information, call 360-778-1190 or visit greenroomhealing.com. Get current weather, traffic, and news. Visit 1150kknw.com and stay informed with Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Is it possible to stop being right and start being happy? Uh, my guest today, Ariella McCarthy, is joining me here. And we're talking about her book, True Stories of Healing and Transcendence. And before break, we were talking about this psychic contract and what that means. And there's there are several stories in the book that really talk to this. But also this idea of being in this dance with another person and sometimes not even knowing it. So, Ariella, thank you so much for joining us today. 
today, I would love for you to talk a bit about this psychic contract, especially as we move into Valentine's Day. You know, this is an opportunity to really let go of some hurtful behaviors or even shift our thinking. So let's talk about that. What is the psychic contract? The psychic contract, basically, what happens is whenever something is really unhealthy in a relationship, something that is very difficult and is interfering with the ease and flow of life and the connection between these two people, very often there would be a psychic contract between the two of them. I'm using it in, in an example of the mother and son, and the son is now a young adult, and for a misdemeanor that in Nevada is classified as felony, he is suddenly facing a prison sentence. And that makes the mother really wake up and realize she has been trying to save him from his messes all his life without ever succeeding because that never works, as we know. So as she looks at it, she sees that they've had this dance all his life, and it takes two to tango. And their contract was no exception. The two of them were dancing this dance, different roles. Her role was that of a long-suffering, stoic mother that was always going to save her son from trouble. And his role was to provide her with the opportunity to be just that. So he was going to be a troublemaker and a difficult son. In some ways, it was a contract of love. He realized very, very early on as a child, these things are not really happening on a conscious level, but on unconscious level, people that were very close to were incredibly connected. And for some reason, this mother needed this validation of being a good mother, which in an unhealthy way was going to play out like that. She would just be saving the son from trouble. The son provided her with continuous trouble. After a while, this contract just functioned on its own. It was unexamined, and it was continuing its life. It just had a life of its own. As a result, it went too far. And now it went so far that he was going to go to prison because he was still doing the troublemaker role, expecting her to somehow save him. She couldn't anymore. What happened is, because it was so serious and so dangerous, as as dangerous as prison. It wasn't a probation from school for a week or something. Her therapist helped her see that, and she woke up, and she realized, we have this contract, and I'm holding him to this role by me playing my role. Mm. And she made a choice there and then. In order to break an uh, unhealthy contract, we have to first realize what's happening, see the different roles, Sometimes you can even formal, formulate an agreement. You can even word it. I'm going to save you from trouble no matter what. Uh, whatever it is, however it was worded in her subconscious. And there and then with the realization, which was absolutely shocking to her and awakening, she, she said to herself, this ends right now. And it was such a powerful choice that on every level... The message was sent and received, and the son got it instantly without her picking up the phone, without her saying a word. Uh, it is, you know, people that were very close to, we are connected on every level. For example, it's a very good example to illustrate the point that I'm making. If um, How often a mother would know instantly something terrible just happened to her son or daughter? 
no telegram yet, no call. The mother just knows because suddenly she feels something horrible just happened. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an extreme um, situation, but this is an example. Sometimes we don't really know, but we know. I mean, we don't know it on, to the point that we can say it, but we know. So as soon as the mother profoundly, fundamentally changed with the choice that she made, and the choice was, I'm stepping off that board game. You are now on your own. Um, I can't afford the luxury of trying to save you because it is destroying you. Mm. That moment, the son knew, and that moment, he made a powerful choice to stop being, to stop that destructive pattern. What happened as a result of it, the case was dismissed. You know, that really says it all. I mean, in many, many, there are many, many threads in that story you just shared. Oh, if you read it, you almost don't believe that yeah. this could have happened. Right. But it did. And there was no explanation given. And there was evidence. There was, he was going to jail. Not to jail, to prison, because it was in Nevada. I was very serious. And it was thrown away by the judge. Nobody knew why. All it took is both people making a very, very powerful choice to end that contract. Mm-hmm. Reality flipped. Exactly. Turned 180 degrees. Well, now let's take that conversation and bring it, you know, fast forward to where we are in our lives right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, when we look at, you know, the things that we do on a day-to-day basis and the relationships that we are in, um, what is it that we can know about these relationships to help set us free, so to speak? And the reason I say set us free is that... Without that freedom, we truly do block the abundance that is already there in front of us. So well said. So well said and so true. Basically, this is exactly the same thing. Take husband and wife. She... It's just an example. The roles could be opposite. But say his role is to be an abusive husband, to be really mean and to be really uncaring and cold and difficult and all that kind of... mm, behavior and her role nobody is forcing her to stay in that marriage nobody forced her to choose this man but she did because something inside is being fulfilled some unhealthy part is being fulfilled um there's perhaps a damage um, a belief that this is how life is i mean without going into great depth of it she her role is i'm a suffering victim mm-hmm I'm a suffering victim, I'm a woman that is being abused, and his role is of an abuser, and that's the contract they have. Had it been, if he he didn't have that need, he would not have attracted that woman, nor would she have attracted him. It takes one of them waking up and realizing, I don't like this, and deciding to find out what really is going on. And with any kind of internal work, and there are so many opportunities available today with therapy, with books, with groups, start looking at what's going on inside and realizing, okay, that's what I'm doing. That's my part of our unhealthy dance and making a choice to end it. As you make a choice to end it and you stop, the other person doesn't fit anymore because there's nowhere to go. You're not going to be abusive or you're not going to be a suffering victim. Then two things will happen. Either the partner will change mm-hmm. or the relationship will end. You will leave because you won't be able to stay there. But either way, you're going to be free. 
And, you know, that's part of the message in your book, The Power of Possible. One of the things that I was really struck by was, you know, the, your conversation around resentment. Mm. Because, boy, yeah, and I think mm. your words in the quote from the book is that resentment is toxic poison. Yes, the and poison that kills. A poison yeah. that kills. And, and the thing that we know about resentment is there's no place that it will not go. Meaning it'll go in the cells of our body. It could contribute mm -hmm. to our health illness. It blocks up the vibration of greater good. And so I wanted to ask you from your perspective in the book, how do we help people take the action to move beyond resentment we may carry? And more importantly, how the heck do we even recognize it? What uh, resentment, my definition of the book is resentment is anger laced with hurt. Mm-hmm. So basically, resentment is not even a feeling, but it is a mood, it is a state, it's a condition. People are afraid of feeling their feelings. They, very often, nobody has taught them how to do it, and they have been avoiding feeling difficult feelings most of their conscious life. As a result, they don't know how to do it. However, feelings are a part of life. They're just some, something that makes us human. They are to be felt and released, felt and released. And if you don't feel them and release them, you're going to stuff them. So somebody hurt you, it made you very angry, so now you're feeling both real anger and hurt, but you don't know how to express it and release it and what to do with it, and you stuff it in your body. It sinks in and putrefies and becomes resentment. Wow. And now it is sitting there, it's like a little... Mm, toxic seed mm -hmm. and another one adds to it and another one adds to it and mm -hmm. now it is already like a brick mm. and wow. I call it like a time bomb it is a time bomb, you know, and I want to thank you for joining us today. Ordiella McCarthy, The Power of the Possible. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be back with Sonia Choquette. Get that 1-800 number down. We'll be right back. Please, 